0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so happy to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the privilege of sitting down with Ryan Bastris of Wake Ministries, and we had a great conversation about how the Lord is preparing our hearts for the harvest to come. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout-out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who support the mission to unite the body of Christ to fulfill the Great Commission with love. Shout-out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website and contact us at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name and send me a special dedication message to read to them on air. It makes an amazing gift. To sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus, please visit us at christinaperera.org slash podcast. I've got a great offer for you guys today. I love bringing you additional resources to help build your faith. And I'm so pleased to bring you this offer. I have a beautiful book called Inspired by the Psalms, Decrees that Renew Your Heart and Mind. With this book, you can help create a heavenly atmosphere with these powerful decrees as we become like David and we pour out our heart Before a living, breathing, loving, active Savior in our life. Make sure you check this out as well as any other resources by our special guests in the show notes. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to do and be all that God has for us. World changers, the light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with best-in-class, plant-based supplements. Your body can come into balance, and you can be healthy and thrive. That's exactly what Plexus products do. They improve your gut health, balance your blood sugar, and reduce inflammation naturally helping you thrive from the inside out. Whether you're looking for immune system and active lifestyle support, improve digestion and nutrition, or balance your body through natural products, or even lose weight, Plexus products are an answer. Take this quiz and receive 10% off and free VIP membership on your way to health and happiness. Just enter code RJ10OFF. So without further ado, let's go ahead and listen in on my conversation with Ryan Bastris. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He is a fiery brother of mine, a powerful prophetic voice, the founder of Wake Ministries. I have with me today, Ryan Vastris. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure and an honor. You guys, I had Ryan on last year. And we had such a fiery and wonderful conversation. It's such a joy to have you back.
1: Uh, it's such, it's a, it's a, uh, an honor to be back. And thanks for uh, creating the space for us to have this uh, conversation. It's going to be good.
0: Absolutely. Well, I've told our listeners a lot about you. Is there something you can share with them? Maybe something personal just to help them get to know you?
1: Sure. I have a uh, beautiful wife. Her name's Kirsten. Um, I have a uh one-year-old girl who just turned one year uh, on april 14th and uh i have a nine-year-old son and uh they're phenomenal just love being a husband love being a dad to them and uh yeah uh, some of my hobbies include you know outdoor things i love to fish but more, what I love to do is hunt. I'm a big hunter and um, love just sitting in the woods, being with Jesus and uh, anticipating that big deer coming my way so I can uh, provide for my family and have a story to tell with my buddies. <laughs> so, yeah, love football. And uh, love watching football, and uh, so you know, come September, October, it becomes one of my favorite times of the year uh, because love. I love fall. It's probably my favorite season, uh, but I love fall activities. You know, you know the the pumpkin picking, the apple mm. cider, you know, just yeah. the fall crisp air. Uh, camping in the fall, love the camp, and um, you know I like to camp, I should say, and uh, just just love being out outdoors, uh, especially in the fall season. But September, come around September, October comes my favorite time of year because you got football starting, you got hunting, you got the crisp, cool air. I can pull out my flannels, I can wear things you can't wear over the summer. So, yeah, there's a, a brief little uh, snapshot of some of my interest and uh, maybe some things people don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. And I love the fall, too. I, I can so relate to you on that. I love the, the pumpkin picking and all of that and the leaves and everything. And, and you know what? One of my favorite things about fall is is obviously harvest time. Right. And absolutely, I absolutely. F- yeah. I feel like as gospel ministers, we are all about the harvest, right?
1: We are. Yeah. <laughs> we yes, eat, ma'am. sleep,
0: breathe, harvest. I think for us, it's, harvest. it's fall all year round. So
1: oh, for sure,
0: you know, we've been going through like a season that's been so stressful and I've I've noticed, yeah. you know, the Lord has really been dealing with a lot of people's hearts lately and it's really been a season of. You know, getting with the Lord and uh going deep with him and just really yeah. feasting upon him because yes. we are getting ready to go into a season where we are gonna need to be as free and as focused and as anointed as we could possibly be. And sure. um, you know, I've I've I know in my own walk, I've just really been you know, feasting with the Lord the last four months and uh, getting away with him and just really seeking him for wisdom in this coming season, not just in 2022, but in the years to come. What has that been like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is um, definitely a time of preparation uh for and i'll bring up the word that you just mentioned harvest you know i I believe the harvest already is ripe and uh, god is just preparing the laborers and 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 Mm. even motivating the laborers uh to be laborers and to go into uh the harvest that is ripe and reap it for the kingdom but i also believe that god is just really ministering to Mm. the hearts of his people and, um, you know, I feel like this is a season for his people to be like David in Psalms 139 and just say, search me, God, you know, and, 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 um, and it's not so that we fall under condemnation because there's no condemnation in Christ, but where we go before the Lord out of this fiery passion for him and wanting to honor him and say, Lord, just search my heart, uh, check my heart and find if there's anything in there. That's not you, right? Um, and and really present it before him. And then through encounter, those things that are not of him seem to fade away. And who he is is just enhanced in our heart. And I believe that's a season... Uh, I I believe we're in the season that God's ministering to the hearts of his people, but Mm -hmm. I also believe this needs to be a season where his people go before him and lay their heart before him and say, Lord, I want you to be the abundance that fills my heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and so I want everything that's in my heart that causes me to project something that's not of you, I want that to I want it to be eliminated. I want it to be released from me. And I want you, Jesus, to be enhanced in my mind and in my heart. So I give you my heart. I give you my mind. And, um, and, and, and I feel like I was sharing this with you earlier, but it's, it's literally like a check our heart type of season. Mm. And, um, and and then, you know, check our heart and change our diet. You know, Mm -hmm. if you, if you eat, you know, maybe something that's full of sodium, or eat, you know, drink caffeine or too much caffeine, like I can sometimes. Um, you know, it affects your heart. So, what you naturally eat can affect your uh, natural heart. And I believe we can use that as a parable, use that as a um, as a metaphor for our spiritual hearts. A, um, depending on what we eat, um, the, it determines the position and the posture of our mind and our heart. And I believe this is a season where we need to really um, purify our hearts and minds and maybe, you know, change what we're eating, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and um, just to give an example of this. And, of course, we can move on from this, but I, I, um, just the other week, you know, a little while ago, the critical spirit had gripped my heart. And uh, I know that's not Jesus. And mm-hmm. it was towards something It was towards a specific family. And the Lord started to unpack it in his way in different ways for multiple days and weeks. But one of the things I sensed from the Lord as he was speaking to me and I was feasting on his correction, but it was ne- it was never condemning. It was mm-hmm. just God calling us to a new place. And um, and it was just him calling us to a new place like, like he called Peter and wanted to call his disciples to a new place. They were in the boat. And he's like, hey, you can come walk on the water with me you know, mm-hmm. and, and so, um, he was just calling me to a new place, a better place for my own good and for other people's good. And, um, he was like, you're complaining, feels the critical spirit. And then within time I started realizing the meditations of my heart, you know, was building up that critical spirit as well. And so what, was God, what was happening? What was happening was my heart was being checked right? And I, 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 was, I was being addressed in a good way. And I was um, being addressed in the sense of, okay, here's a checkup of your heart. And this is where your heart has found itself or your mind or your perspective. And it's been forming your projections. So here's where things are. And, and what God was doing was he was just speaking and saying, okay, here's where, where you need to change your diet. You know, metaphorically, this is just where you need to change your diet change the meditation of your heart change what comes out of your mouth death and life are in the power of the words you speak are you speaking things that are fueling a critical spirit which isn't jesus or are you feasting on the declarations of jesus and declaring them yourself Mm -hmm. and instead of being in a place of complaint maybe be in a place of gratitude and thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and so so the lord was calling out something checking my heart and just saying here this is where we need to adjust your diet metaphorically. And so, uh, he was shifting where I was feasting. Uh, I, I changed tables, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and now, cause watch what we feast on determines the posture of our heart and mind. And oh my goodness, we need to feast on him and his mm-hmm. presence. And it seems like everything that's not of him will start fading away mm-hmm. or it, And or we'll lose an appetite (laughs) for things that are not of him as we just eat and feast on the goodness of him.
0: Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And, you know, what we feast on, like you just said, will then come out of us. And Jesus says, you know, a a good man brings forth good treasure out of his heart. And Uh, he also gives the metaphor of the tree, like a tree is known by its fruit. You're not going to have a tree producing bad fruit with a good root or vice versa. And um, so we need to feast on the word of God and feast on specifically Jesus in the word of God. Feast on the testimonies of God's faithfulness in our lives past and absolutely not be afraid to bring our hearts before him and say, okay, God, where am I believing a lie? Because that's that's typically where it comes from is is believing a lie about God, about ourselves or about others. And I always tell people our first repentance is towards God. He is really that
1: good. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yeah. And so that's really, that's really the kind of the season that we're in. And I just want to encourage you. The, the word of the Lord will bring life. It should be bringing life to you and not condemnation, just like Ryan was talking about, you know, there's been. There's been times in my life where his word to me has come through so powerful it's been almost audible. But the power on it and the fear of the Lord on it was so great that it just shattered everything else I was thinking. I remember I was I was in this moment where I had done something wrong, you know, like the day before and I was like lamenting and dust and sackcloth and all of that <laughs> crazy awful religious stuff this was yep. a few years ago and I was miserable I was actually up all night I was like watching the sun come up it was so dramatic right because I'm a woman right yeah. and uh, I'm watching the sun come up and I'm just literally weeping and the word of the Lord comes through he, he asked me a question whenever he asked me a question he's very serious he goes is my mercy not new every morning I was like and the fear of the Lord that hit me, it was like it's this supreme awareness of whom you are speaking with. And so you think yeah. very carefully how you answer. And I searched my heart and I found the word of God there. And I was like, well, yes, it is. Your mercy is <laughs> every morning. And I said, okay, so we're done. We're good now. And I just went on with wow. my day. I don't even remember what it was, but that's how powerful. Um, when we allow him to change our hearts and feast on yeah. his truth and his goodness and his word and root out those lies and those things that we're believing in our hearts, either about God or about ourselves or about other people.
1: Amen. Well, Psalms 23 verse five, you know, when, when, when first of all, let me say this when God spoke that you were receiving it, you were taking it in and you were having this dialogue with God, you were feasting on his content, you know, oh, nice. and, 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 and Psalms 23 verse five in the new living translation says, you prepare a feast for me mm. in the presence of my enemies. And so you were in this moment of, 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 of the enemy of religion and mm-hmm. just maybe condemnation. And, guilt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the Lord just rolled out a table before you, and 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 gave you something to feast on. Talking about isn't my mercy new every day, and it, and it's neat because when you were saying that, I was just thinking of um, you know don't let your don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Mm-hmm. And so it's like don't carry this into tomorrow. Yeah. And I love this because we have the tendency to do so, but God doesn't because mm-hmm. His mercy is new every day. Um, but you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing, and I love this when it says about anointing your head with oil. Uh, in the Hebrew, I believe it is. It's talking about making your head fat, you mm. know, so like building up your mind, and um, mm. the anointed words and presence of the Lord, you know, and and it is what I'm gathering from that. But it, it, what the Hebrew interpretation of that is to make your head fat. But for me, what we're and what we're talking about it's the Lord making our, like building that mind up in him as mm-hmm. we feast on what he lays out before us through intimacy or in a moment when we're in the presence of our enemy. And I love this because once you feasted on that, the enemy of religion and shame and guilt or whatever it was started to fade away as you got mm-hmm. lost in uh, just what he was saying and the meditation on what he was saying—you just got lost in it. What was happening? There was an area in your heart that was being checked, and 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 God was addressing it. And 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 guys, if if you heard Christine, it was so loving and so gentle. And, and, and that's what the Lord wants to do, replace the wrong with righteousness, replace the wrong with right. I love this. He rolls his kingdom with the scepter of righteousness. He mm-hmm. didn't come right. He came righteous. See, mm-hmm. if, if he came right, only right, that means we're all wrong, right? If, mm-hmm. if, if one's right, someone has to be wrong. And sure, we were in our trespasses and sins, mm-hmm. but he came in righteousness to make wrong things right. Amen. And so what was happening was God was correcting you by just loving you with the right, the scepter of righteousness mm-hmm. by declaring truth. And if I can say this and I'll back off is like we, you, we were wrong maybe, but I love this because he does what is righteous. He does what's right to make th- wrong things right in us by this. This is how I kind of view God's correction at times. Is He'll embrace us with righteousness. He'll embrace us with his goodness. He'll embrace us with maybe the love for someone that we currently didn't have for that person and we Mm -hmm. were wrong. But God starts just loving on us by giving us perspective of that person and loving us with that kind of love he has for that person and instilling a love for that person that we didn't have. And that's how he corrects us. I believe the way he corrects us is doing what is righteous towards us, which then convicts us and causes us to turn from what's wrong. I don't think he just comes up to us and says, hey, you got a critical spirit, deal with it. I believe he starts (laughs) landing on us with truth, just landing on us with love, where conviction comes and is like, you know, I got to change that. Yeah. I, I got to turn from this wrong thing and embrace what God's loving on me with right now, you know, and, and, and feasting on that is just feasting on his impartation, his manifestation, uh, his revealing, you know, and I believe Christ will reveal what's right to convict us of what's wrong. Yeah. Um, like, like he'll just come in. Yes. Like you're so amazing and you are so good. And my mercy is new every day. And mm-hmm. and it, wh- where you're wrong is you're thinking the opposite, but he's like, yeah. you're so good. And you are so amazing. How he, he's he's not coming up to you. How dare you think you're a sinner Separate from me, this or that. He's just like, you're amazing. And I love you. And you're my daughter or you're my son. And I love you. And guess what starts happening? We get lost in that. We're feasting on that. And we turn our minds and hearts away from what was wrong before the embrace amen Ah.
0: i love it i love it well you know the word of god says it's the goodness of god that causes men's hearts to repentance and repentance is simply change your mind think differently go in a different direction than you were going and that's exactly what happens whenever the lord has has taught me he's always he's always said this is what i've done for you this is who yeah. you are now in me. He's always pointed yes. me back to him. It's never been pointed at me, if that right. k- makes any sense. Mm. And, and because he shifts his focus back to him, back to his work, back to what he's done, back to you know the fact that we're a new creation in Christ, it gives us the ability to then walk out of it the more that we struggle in ourselves, the more that we look at ourselves and our own faults and our condemnation and all of that stuff, the more we'll stay trapped in it. But yeah. if we just turn our eyes back to Jesus and I love the apostle Paul says it's, we go from glory to glory by beholding Jesus and what Jesus he is and what he's done for us. That's <laughs> it's just, so good. That's the secret to the gospel right there. Yeah, that's the absolutely freedom
1: right there. Well, and I and I love this because two, two incidences I want to bring up with David. First of all, in First Samuel chapter 30, David and, and a lot of people experience great loss for, for what I understand. And in First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, it says, David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began mm. to talk about stoning him. Mm. But David. but But David found strength in the Lord, his God. Uh, other translations will say, mm-hmm. uh, the New New American Standard Bible says this verse this way, also David was in great distress because the people spoke of stoning him for all the people were embittered, each one because of the sons and his daughters, but David felt strengthened in the Lord. His God. Others will say that he encouraged himself Mm. in the Lord, in the Lord. What did he do? He feasted on the goodness of God Mm -hmm. and it determined the posture of his heart, his attitude, his reflection. We see where others were feasting and they were embittered within them. I, mm-hmm. I, the Lord spoke it to me this way before, because like it says uh, some, in some translations, like the souls of these people were greatly distressed, right? Yeah. And, and, and it means, you know, the soul though, the soul means the seed of appetite, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they were bitter, right? But watch, the Lord showed me this, that deceit took a seat within their soul mm-hmm. and gave them an appetite, for some uh, for rebellious behavior right Mm -hmm. for for something that would have violated god and again it just depends on where you feast Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: david but david encouraged himself in the lord because he only wanted the lord and the goodness of god and the Mm -hmm. strength from the lord to be the like god god he only david only wanted god and the things of god to be enthroned on the seat of his appetite david's appetite to where he had a an, uh, desire and had an appetite for righteousness, for mm-hmm. clarity, and for what would actually make things better and not worse. Like the people, man, let's yes. stain them that, just make things worse. But David encouraged himself in the Lord and it determined what sat on the throne of his appetite.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, when, sure. when we strengthen ourselves, just like you're saying, in the goodness of the Lord, when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus out of that, naturally, we are going to produce Thanksgiving. It just, it just happens because (laughs) you, you can't feast on the Lord and not start rejoicing in his amazingness. Right. And so like, people are always like, how do we become more thankful? Let's write down 50 things we're thankful for, but no, it (laughs) actually starts with feasting, like you're saying, yeah. and rejoicing on the goodness of God. And you can well, do absolutely. that through Jesus centered conversations like this, through Jesus centered teaching, through listening to testimonies, through, you know, reading the word of God, bringing Jesus out of the scriptures. You can do that so many ways. So what,
1: yeah,
0: what have you found works really well for you in your life to feast on Jesus? Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I'll go to you know the second reference of David to, to answer that question, I'm sure the answer will come out with it. First Samuel. <laughs> well, first Samuel, it will. First Samuel 20, 1 Samuel 21. Um uh, verse six talks about how the priest had given David and his men the the consecrated bread. Okay, mm. the bread. The showbread, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like the, the, when they replaced it, the bread that was replaced was ate only by the priest. It was set aside for the priest. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, it, it, I, I'm seeing it this way on my computer right now. I was, because I wanted to find the scriptural reference um, and and how it, I don't know if I just hit it or what, but David eating the bread of the presence, right? So mm-hmm. he was eating the bread of the presence. And we know in the new Testament, Mm -hmm. Jesus is described as the bread of life. Yes, And so for, for me, feasting on him looks like setting first of all, my attention on him, Mm -hmm. uh, what I know of him Mm -hmm. and just, you know, meditating on that pondering on that um, you know, praying and asking him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and because and, because I had a, I had a, um, a thought at least that has kind of turned into a vision uh, of, of Jesus taking my brain and running away with it. You know what I mean? Like grabbing it. <laughs> I love that running away, running away <laughs> with it, and like that's my heart's desire. So yeah. I haven't m- maybe formed a prayer around this that I'm aware of. I mean, I, right. I I pray so much and talk so much, but 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 um, you know, I, I need to pray more. Oh my gosh, we need to pray more. Uh, but I, I talk to Jesus, and it's like, man, I want Him to speak to me and run away with my mind. Yeah. And so when you set your attentional focus and gaze on Jesus. What I believe is happening is you're eating that consecrated bread, mm-hmm. that that bread of his presence. Uh, and what's crazy cool is they were, I believe, in a very dire situation, David and his men, right, a very, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like an emergency. But you know what I think is crazy, Christina? That emergency would have faded away in intensity, and then it would have been obliviated into nothing. It would have imploded into be dwindled down to nothing. As they started eating that literal bread, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 oh my gosh, are we going to die? To oh my gosh, we got bread at least. Whoa! And I'm sure that urgency and that problem started to fade as they feasted on the presence of the Lord. And so sometimes we can get anxious. The Bible says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God." Mm-hmm. And so. I believe it's intentional gaze, intentional meditation, setting your attention on Jesus and his goodness. Well, I don't know much about Jesus. We'll take what you have and focus on that. Mm -hmm. If he's so good, let your imagination of him and his goodness get the Mm -hmm. best of you. You know, as long as it's founded on scripture and founded on his true character, let your imagination go wild with him because there's times, a lot of times Holy Spirit will take over Mm -hmm. and you'll get lost in truth true revelation of who he is by just setting your attention on him. But then I would also encourage people to have that Thanksgiving because the Bible says he literally will enthrone himself on the praises, the songs, the Mm -hmm. worship of his people. So even if you're in an ungrad, like ungratitude type of moment or mood, Mm -hmm. man, you just start fixing your eyes on him and saying, God, you are good. I thank you for who you are. That starts, that's a way of feasting, uh, because he ends up enthroning himself on that praise. Mm -hmm. And then I believe through Holy Spirit, he starts taking your soul captive uh, by faults of the father Mm -hmm. um, that you didn't even know of him, where ignorance bows because Christ is being amplified. And, um, I'll say this and, 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 and watch it then the, the, the Bible says in Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son, I've been really focusing on that story periodically throughout this year. And what I think is crazy is it said that he would gladly eat the pig's food, right? Mm -hmm. He was hungry and found himself eating what was meant for the pigs and not a prince. So right. we really need to watch what we're feasting on. Yes. Is this, um, uh, it, it, should I feast on this as a son? Should I feast this as a king, lowercase gay, which has no gender in the kingdom? Should, should right. I really be eating and feasting on this? And he was feasting on the wrong things. Um, I think way before he found himself eating the, in the pig's trough, he was feasting on the wrong things that motivated him to leave his father's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, So, but what I think is crazy is, he started feasting on enough thought about the father, because when he's in the pig's pen, he comes to his senses. And the Bible says he's like, man, my father's high, like servants have it better than I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So he arose based off of that feast and he returns back to the father. But then what's crazy, as I wind down on this, is when the father manifested himself by running up to his son and hugging him and telling his servants, his servants, what the son thought he would end up being. Um, because of the, maybe the wrong feast, right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he, he, the, the, but the father said, um, put a new robe on his body, put new sandals on his feet, put a new ring on his finger. We know this story, but what I think is crazy in that manifestation and demonstration of the father and the father's love for his son, his son, through that demonstration, his son's soul, I believe was set free from the captivity it was in by the lies that he believed mm-hmm. and then i believe because of an encounter with the lord i'm sorry encounter with his father but i'll say for us an encounter with the lord in his presence even if it's just a new revelation of who the father is or a renewed hope in what you already know about the Lord. Mm -hmm. I believe what God wants to do is through those manifestations and revelations and demonstrations, arrest your soul, take your brain and run away with it, so to speak. Like Mm -hmm. I want Jesus, I want Jesus and his revelation to become my, souls captivity. I want the revelation of the Lord to take my soul and lead it captive. And that's what happens when we fellowship and reading the word and choosing to believe it, Mm -hmm. encouraging ourselves in the Lord and giving God praise and encountering his presence and so much more, I believe, is what will take our brain and he'll run away with it and lead our brain captive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like like where his where his where his like his revelation leads our soul away captive and I love Mm -hmm. this captivity can mean in the actual just definition of captivity it means all kinds of things captivity means imprisonment confinement incarceration but this is what I thought was really cool and I bolded Mm -hmm. this custody it means custody Mm -hmm. I want the revelation of the Lord to have custody of my soul yes absolutely (laughs) so so for me It looks like setting my attention on him. It looks like praying. It looks like worship. It looks like letting Jesus sing over me. And and as I encounter him like this prodigal son did Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: his father, I feast on him and what I believe is happening metaphorically. And in the spirit as Jesus is taking my brain through those encounters, Mm
0: -hmm. washing
1: it, but then running away with it and leading Mm -hmm. it into captivity.
0: I love it. You know, I love that you're talking about captivity because for me, the Lord has always shown me, um, shown me that he holds me captive. It's his love that holds me captive. And, and, and in those difficult moments where, you know, I was surrounded by enemies or I wanted to turn away from his face, he would always show me this vision and he would just hold my wrist and he would just hold me face to face. And he's like, my love will not let you go. It just won't. It just won't. And um, it, it's love literally that holds us captive. It's the love of God for us yeah. that holds us captive. Come
1: on. It's and so true.
0: It, it's something we just can't get away from. And like I was saying, our first repentance is towards God. And I believe right now in America, we are doing some massive amount of repenting and who we yeah. think God is, who we think the father yeah. is that I love that you talked about the prodigal son. And I just released this episode, how you can partner with Jesus in 2022. But I was giving this prophetic word on how uh, the porch lights are coming on and the, it's time mm-hmm. to come home. It's yeah. time to come home because this season is dark and it's it's only going to get darker. And um, the prodigals are coming home, but we have to first change our mind about who we think God is to accurately be image bearers and represent them to represent the father to the world, represent absolutely. Jesus to the world. But I we ourselves say. have to be transformed first through the uh, renewing man. of our minds. Right.
1: Abs- absolutely. I, I and I, I, I gotta just say this really quick. I love that you're saying that like really discovering who the father is. And, and one of the things I shared with the church, not too long ago, as I was ministering, and I want to share this with your viewers is this, is is man my prayer and it was centered around i was listening to this song that really sparked this one and um they said some things in this song that led me to a prayer that led me to the message that i preach but but mm-hmm. it's like you know um it was uh, by brian and uh, katie torwalt and it, it talks about like you know um, not what I wanted, but it was better, you know, type of thing. And just who he was and how he came was a shock, maybe and a surprise to all. And I don't think they mm-hmm. use those exact words, but, but the thing is, is like, I was praying, Lord, I want to surprise me, you know, just mm-hmm. surprise me. And, 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 and I, and that's what you're saying is like, man, Lord, I, I think we'll be shocked and surprised when the father really reveals himself to us. And I'll use this example really quick. When my wife and I got married, I knew the beauty that she had and that she possessed. And I probably expected, um, of course, maybe an enhanced view of her because she got all dolled up for our wedding day. But oh my gosh, when she turned that corner, there was this, uh, I'm sure, somewhat of a shock or, or, or a surprise. I knew she was beautiful, but man, that beauty just went up a notch. And sometimes we can be complacent with what we know of the father. But Mm -hmm. I believe this is the season God wants to expound upon his beauty. Holy Spirit does as he breathes on us and we feast on the presence of God, where Mm -hmm. he expounds on the nature of the Lord, where our our eyes of understanding are enlightened, where we are shocked and surprised at what he reveals to us. We thought we had him figured out, but as we feast on him, we know we've known him, but what he reveals to us, it's like we never knew him. It's like, oh my gosh, I thought I knew you, but man, I don't. Wow. Yeah. And so, man, like that's amen. what I believe God wants to do in this hour, show off a beauty that shocks and surprises us.
0: Amen. 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 I love that. I receive that.
1: Too. Come in on. Jesus
0: mighty name. Is there anything that you want to say to our listeners directly?
1: Yeah, I'll just I'll just finish with this and share this little bit of practical uh, maybe uh hey take something from this and you're like man and maybe you have maybe you've taken something from this and you're like okay but how just a brief application even though i think we've talked a little bit of, about application already but i'll encourage you with this um is is take a scripture that that speaks of his beauty mm-hmm. um, speaks of his goodness uh, maybe a declaration to, uh that someone had towards the lord just ponder on that and when i said earlier about let your imagination go if it's around the good character of god and stuff uh, i'm not saying like make up something in your head but what i am saying is start pondering on his goodness and his character and who he is and what he and let your imagination be free to just examine who the lord is and i believe holy spirit will breathe on those moments of biblical meditation pondering thinking on the lord that it will lead you deep and cause, um, you know, Holy Spirit to open up your eyes to the beauty of the Father. And sure, I know you know who he is, but don't get complacent. There's always more to discover. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I believe in those places of encounter, those moments of convergence as we posture our heart intentionally to seek the Lord. I believe there's convergence points that will completely rock your mind and heart where he'll lead another part of your brain captive. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and, and so just take a scripture. And then last thing I'd encourage you to do is write like, like, uh, like even write down in your journal, who is God to me and then ask the Lord, Lord, who are you to me? Expound, show, reveal, and take time then to get quiet And feast on maybe what Holy Spirit starts sharing with you and write in your journal things you're sensing, things you're hearing, things that maybe a quote will come to mind that expounds on the beauty of God or a scripture or a song. Write that stuff down and then throughout the week, pray into that, meditate more on that. And before you know it, you might find yourself having a full page of of an enhanced view of who the Lord is to you by just Mm -hmm. doing that simple practical application.
0: That's so amazing, right? And I love that you mentioned this because I am actually, for the past few weeks, I've been creating a worship journal and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to have them available soon. And I was going to release a free PDF for our mailing list um, to bless you guys and help you guys focus on mm-hmm. that. But this worship journal, so it has like, you get places to record things, like what the Lord is saying to you, because I know that even though like we are you know, we focus on the Lord so much. It's so nice to be able to go back and look at what he said to us a month ago, you know, two weeks ago, because, you know, just living in this world, we get, you know, distracted and things like that. It's nice to be able to go back and look and see what did he say? What did he speak? Um, I of that. So yes. So good. So good right. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that will be available soon, guys. I promise but, um,
1: so good. that's awesome.
0: Can you pray for our listeners before we go?
1: Absolutely. Would be okay. honored to. Thank yeah, you. Let's do it. Okay. Jesus, Jesus. I just thank you, Jesus, for just awakening us, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I, we know you, but Lord, I just thank you that you would just expound upon your nature even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Jesus.
1: I think Jesus of how naturally we, we know certain things and, and and because given the nature of those things, uh, naturally, it forms an expectation because we know the information, the, the details, the, the nature of that thing. And so we know what to expect. Father, I pray that you rewire our expectation, help us to know more of you and who you are so that in that place, we have a healthy, righteous expectation mm-hmm. to where when we go into a natural situation, our expectation isn't. Okay, we're going to see the nature of this thing unfold. When we go into a natural situation, we thank you, Lord, that we're so caught up in your nature where we have an expectation and say, we know how or we have an idea of how this is going to unfold. But our expectation is filtered through the nature of God and not the nature of the situation. Mm -hmm. And Father, I just pray that you reveal your beauty, beauty to us, beauty to us, and your heart to us. I bless everyone who's here. And I pray, Lord, that you would remold and reshape and captivate and take their hearts and lead it away captive, Lord, Mm -hmm. into your beauty, into your power, into your love, refine and reform. And I just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. amen. Thank you so much, Ryan. It has been such a pleasure to have you back.
1: So good to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Ryan Bastrous. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to one 815 7778 That's one 815 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.